It's time now for Bible Talk. Join our hosts, Gary Gibbs and John Bradshaw, speakers for the Amazing Facts Ministry, as they now open the Bible and discuss themes that affect your life today. Stay tuned, because the next 15 minutes will deepen your understanding of God's Word. Hi, friends, and welcome again to Bible Talk. I'm John Bradshaw. With me, Gary Gibbs. This is where we talk about the Bible issues that affect you today, right where you are. Hi, Gary. Good to have you here. Good to be here, John. And we are going to talk about a very interesting, very exciting topic that I would venture to say most all of our listeners have heard something about at one time. We are continuing our discussion today on the subject of the mark of the beast. And last time you posed the very interesting question, question many people have had, a statement many people have made, isn't the mark of the beast 666? Now, now you're going to tell me what in the world you were doing coming up with an idea like that. Well, 666, obviously everybody knows that is the mark of the beast. I mean, now, wait a minute. Have you? In fact, I called, John, I called a pastor the other day. Listen to this. Yeah, well, I called you, a pastor. Yeah, right. You know what his phone number was? It had his three phone number was like 5767666. All right. I said, Pastor, if that were my phone number, I would change that number. And he chuckled. He said, no, I like that number. Everybody remembers it. In fact, the telephone company told him no one would ever take that number. You're joking. Because it had 666 in it. So he he was able to get it quite easily. I want to tell you something I heard recently, too. There was a, a little Bible college uh, in... Uh, Kentucky, and they ended up going to the telephone company and demanding that their telephone number be changed because the telephone number had 666 in it. Listen, I think we need to understand that 666 isn't bad luck. It isn't an omen. It's the number of the beast for sure. But if your license plate ends with three sixes or you live at 666 6th Street, hey, you're in good shape. It's okay. Don't worry. You're not cursed. Nothing to worry about. I would still feel a little uncomfortable with that address. But let me ask you, surely... All the pastors, everybody that teaches on this, these movies, these are Bible scholars, John. They can't be wrong about 666 being stamped in the forehead. Well, there were scholars in Jesus' day who, I venture to suggest, knew more about the Scriptures than most scholars today, and they were dead wrong about an awful lot, particularly about Jesus and who the Messiah was. The Bible says 666 is the number of the beast. I'm going to read it to you from Revelation 13, 18. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. It is the number of a man, and his number you getting the picture, Gary? Yes. His number is 600, three score or 60, 660 and six. It's the number of the beast, and we ought to have that plain and clear in our minds. Well, it sounds like you do. But if you go back to verse 17, isn't the mark the same thing as the number of his name? Let me let me read the text. Yeah, now, now I want you to read it accurately. Uh, I'll read it out of uh, the King James Bible. That's oh. what most people read. Okay. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. You okay. Got same thing, isn't it? Three things right there. One, the mark. Two, the name. Three, the number of his name. Three different things. Now, 666, I'm going to ask you something right here. Is it, Would 666 be the mark? Would it be the name or would it be the number? Well, the Bible says in verse 18, it's the number. Clearly, it's the number, and it isn't the mark, and we need to nail that down clearly. In fact, as I look at the text here, there's a little two-letter word that makes a significant difference, really, in, uh, according to how you read this. It says a mark or the name. Oh, or, I was or thinking the, the in, because <laughs> it says you're going to get it in, not on. No one's going to stencil it on your head. And you're right, it's one or the other 
or the other. That's what you're going to say, right? That's right. Yeah, it's one or the other of the three. Now you're making sense. Okay. Now that kind of summarizes what we looked at last time. But let me ask you something else. Let's go deeper into this topic. All right. What about this buying or selling? Because obviously we've got to be right on that, even though we might not agree on what the 666 is. We have to be right. The Bible's really clear. It says no man might be buy or sell except he has this mark, the okay. name, or the number of his sure. name. Yeah. So let's talk about that buying or selling. Obviously, there has to be some sort of control of everybody's economic situation of their buying or selling. If I go okay. to the grocery store, okay. I have to have some sort of ID or something that no, no, wait a verifies whether wait a I can buy or sell. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm going to beat you to the draw here. Before you come off with some scheme from left field, let me kind of lay out here where the Bible is going with this. I want to ask you a question. Your bank manager, before you come up with a harebrained idea about everyone going to get a, a silicon chip in their head or in their hand or whatever. Uh, I didn't think that was too harebrained. Well, Okay. Your bank manager, I'm willing to wager that, no, if I were a betting man, and I'm not, but let let me just use that phrase. I'd be willing to wager, were I a wagering man, that your bank manager would be able to prevent you from buying and selling with the click of a mouse on her computer or (laughs) his computer. And should she or he do that, your bank manager, your credit cards, frozen, your hole-in-the-wall machine card, can't mm-hmm. use that. Mm-hmm. Your checks are going to bounce or they're, they're not going to go through. Your, uh, your, your pay, which is nine times out of ten direct credit into your bank account, that's frozen. How much buying or selling could you do here now without your little chip, without your barcode and your tattoo and all of that? How much buying or selling could you do should your bank manager wish to make life difficult for you? Well, I, I'd have to pre-plan like uh, Saddam Hussein did. If, you know, if I had my billion dollars right, in okay. cash, yeah. uh, I'd be okay. But let's say you didn't have your billion in cash. See, here's something we need to know. We think of this uh, prohibition against buying and selling as being way off in the future. Mm-hmm. And not until we get a little special this or that or a chip or something. Mm-hmm. And, and let's talk some more about that. But not until that takes place. But in all honesty, friend, the uh, bank manager or whoever controls your finances or assets could could really, to all intents and purposes, stop you from buying and selling right now. Yeah, that's because our economic system is so electronic now. Everything's a lot of money passes uh, through the electronic wires and never changes hands. But you know, there are people, John, who deal strictly in cash. They, I, I know people who don't have a social security number. They don't have a bank account. And they deal strictly in cash. And these these are legitimate people. They're just fearful people. Sure. Is that an approach to take so that the bank manager doesn't cut me off? Should I avoid all this electronic gadgetry so that I can't be tracked and so I won't be able to be uh, blocked from buying and selling one day? I wonder if I can be unambiguous in my answer to your question. No. No, I'm not saying that if someone deals only in cash, that's wrong. That's Knock yourself out. If that's what you want to do, that's fine. But must you do that? No, absolutely not. There is. Let's now consider the way the world is being wired, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, we already live in an electronic age where most of our buying and selling is done electronically. Mm-hmm. But there has been talk about cashless societies. Smart cards. You were telling me something about a smart card. You saw one or something. I, I saw one, and I was. it happened while I was flying on a plane, and I was reading an article in a news magazine about the smart card. Now, the smart card is being tested in various areas across the U.S., and this particular area it was referring to was in the Pacific Northwest, 
where it has all of your bank information, everything, in this little chip on a card about the size of your driver's license. Okay. In fact, it looks like a driver's license. And you can go into the burger store, wherever you're going to buy your fast food, and you can buy your food right off of that card. And it acts like a debit card, but it has a whole lot more information. It might even have your fingerprint or thumbprint on it, and it prevents fraud. Okay. The guy sitting across the aisle from me noticed I was reading that article on the smart card, and he said, hey, have you ever seen one of those? He said, I've got one right here, and he pulled it out. He was in the military. No kidding. And they're using them in the military nowadays, too. And so... What they're moving towards is where you actually go in the store, and once that store has your information from your smart card filed on their hard drive, you just walk up and put your thumbprint on a pad, and you can buy whatever you want with your thumb pad. Oh thumbprint. yeah, that that doing that doing that. Now 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 let's let's try to see into the future, and and all the best Bible scholar can do here is guess. Okay. Why is that? Because the Bible doesn't say anything about smart cards. The Bible doesn't say anything about thumbprints. The Bible doesn't say anything about a national but ID But it does card. say you can't buy or sell. Right. Now, the mechanism to prevent you or enable you to buy and sell, we don't know what that is. Okay, so that's where we're guessing. That's all speculation. But I've already said you don't need to wait for some special thing to come up down the line. Already we are at the time when basically you could be prevented from buying and selling. Now, should we be scared of technology? You know, that's, that is, I'm glad you raised that question because I know people who are. They'll avoid all that technology because they don't want to be limited in the buying and selling should they be here when that happens. Now, two things you're forgetting. If, now, again, with deference and respect to those people, if you only want to do cash, that's fine with me. In fact, if I were a merchant, I'd rather have your cash than your credit card. Then I'm not paying commission on my purchase or my mm-hmm. sales. See, it's better for me. But the point is this. You don't need to fear technology. Number one, God will provide for his faithful children. Am I not right? No, he always does. He okay. promises so, to. So whatever happens, God is going to provide for you. And here's what we need to understand. Whether it's a chip, whether it's your check account, whether it's an ID card, whether it's a silicon, something or other, these things are not the mark of the beast, merely a mechanism to coerce you to receive the mark of the beast. The mark mm-hmm. of the beast would be a separate issue. And then it is said, if you don't take it, we'll prevent you from buying and selling. So maybe this wired economy, this cashless society, this whatever it might be, is the mechanism used to coerce a person to move over to the place where they'll take the mark of the beast. Two different things. One is economic coercion. The other is the mark of the beast. Do you remember any examples in your lifetime of this happening? I I don't know that I do. Now, come on. Of course you do. Try exporting something to Cuba or or mm-hmm. importing something from Cuba. Mm-hmm. Can't do it. Economic sanctions. Mm-hmm. During apartheid, same thing with South Africa. Economic sanctions. You couldn't buy from South Africa. You couldn't import from the Republic mm-hmm. of South Africa. Saddam Hussein, until recently, economic sanctions. And the sanctions are designed to pressure people into a certain type of action. To change their behavior. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're looking at here. Absolutely. A certain amount, but on an individual level instead of necessarily a national level or international 100% level. 100% right. Whatever the mechanism is, and, and if someone pretends to you that they know, they don't know because the Bible doesn't say what the mechanism is. It just says you won't be able to buy and sell. What I would like to know is what is the mark of the beast? And, you know, this is the fastest 15 minutes in in the world is during this time, John. 
and I know our people listening to us, they want to know what the Mark of the Beast is, too. What about our Bible study guys? They really need to get those in order to understand what this topic is. Next time on Bible Talk, we'll go into the Mark of the Beast a little bit more. But like you said, this is the radio's fastest 15 minutes. And uh, we just don't have time today, particularly with the clock ticking faster, to get into all that right now. Friend, you've got to get hold of this Bible study information. You've got to get the telephone number. Email us. That is a perfectly good uh, a way of going about it. Very quick. Uh, no problem. You can call anytime or email anytime, day or night. You've got to get in touch and get this Bible study information dealing with the subject of the Mark of the Beast. We'll get it right to you. And, John, I think it's important that we do study this out because we live in a day and age, obviously, when the technology is here to stop us from buying and selling. You know, you go back 50 years Everybody dealt basically in cash and checks, and you didn't really have the technology we have today. So that tells me, doesn't it tell you, we're living in the last days. We're living in a time when this Bible prophecy can be fulfilled. Ladies and gentlemen, it will be fulfilled. And God said to us in Revelation that if you've got ears to hear this, then you need to know it and understand it. And he'll guide us all in our understanding of this subject. Oh, thanks for joining us this time. We're going to talk more about the Mark of the Beast next time. Join us right here at Bible Talk. If you'd like more information on what we've been studying today, we have a comprehensive Bible study guide we'd love to share with you that's absolutely free. This study includes many of the texts we've just discussed and expands on the subject, including information you'll want to know. To receive this free informative Bible study guide, simply call, write, or email and ask for BT128, The Beast, Who Will Worship It? The toll-free number is 866-BIBLE-SAYS. That's 866-242-5372. You can write to us at Bible Talk. P.O. Box 1058, Roseville, California, 95678, or email us at BibleTalk at LifeTalk.net. Bible Talk has been produced in association with Amazing Facts in the studios of LifeTalk Radio.